Real quickly, listeners, since this is discussing things that were once socially acceptable and currently are not, we are not necessarily saying these things need to make a comeback. Generally, there is a reason why things that were once acceptable and are no longer acceptable, and usually that is a good reason. Just wanted to throw that in here really quick before we get into this episode. It's time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison, and filling in for Jamie Fenderson this week is Andrew Leger. My son aptly pointed out that you're not allowed to address me other than doctor. It's true, because you're not a real doctor. We had this discussion. <laughs> According to Andrew's son, uh, veterinarians are not real doctors, <laughs> uh, which uh, I thought was hilarious and totally agree with in this case. You get along with him better than you do most adults. <laughs> he understands me. He does. He gets you. He, he does. You, you, do you know why? I think you do have a handle on the plight of the, uh, <laughs> I don't know. What are we calling Oscars generation? Because they're not millennials. So what are they now? What I don't know. See, this be? is the problem with having to name every generation. Because, you know, 200 years ago, this wasn't a discussion. <laughs> and it's like now every generation gets a name. And they become more and more irritating than the previous generation. But that actually leads to our discussion today. So that's good that you brought that up because we are discussing things that were acceptable in the 80s or 90s, but not today. And you are the perfect guest for this because when I think socially unacceptable, <laughs> I think Dr. I Andrews. lived it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, you know what? I definitely lived the height of unacceptable things in the 80s. But it, as you and I talked about the other day, the first thing that comes to mind was being able to smoke everywhere. You know, we, we were allowed to smoke in whatever situation. They had a smoking, did your high school have a smoking section? Not indoors, but like outdoors. There was, it was an outdoors. outdoor area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, it was, it, and then that was nixed, um, probably into my first year of high school, actually. It was next. And then um, the staff had these subtle hiding places that they would <laughs> they would go to. And then students were welcome to huddle up in there, which is like, I think that was my first lesson into smoking culture. Do you know, like the, the smoking culture usually generated people that were pretty cool and chilled and laid back and stuff. And like, you kind of, you know, it was- In case know, anyone is wondering, ground. no, no, Andrew does not have a uh, child screaming behind him. It is a cat. I illegally keep children for child labor. <laughs> Do you, did, you, did your parents ever take you to McDonald's and they, had a, they were smoking in the smoking section of McDonald's? Yeah, um, actually, I think I remember where there was a time where there wasn't really any smoking section or non-smoking section in certain places. And I remember McDonald's being one of them where you could just request an ashtray and sit down yep. and light up. Little metal ashtray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little the tinfoil thingy. Yeah, exactly. My introduction to smoking was my parents smoked. And so we had to deal with being kids in the backseat of the car while they would smoke in the car. And then so you're just, you know, in this hot box of cigarette smoke and they'd crack the window as if that made it much of a difference. And so we'd get the wind blowing in our faces <laughs> and the cigarette smoke. Uh, yeah, it was awful. Um, and I remember being led into bars that were like, you know, mm -hmm. I actually, 
I always thought this was kind of funny that I was kind of height challenged until I was maybe in my like late twenties, and then I kind of had a growth spurt, and, um, and maybe that was because of smoking, <laughs> but because <laughs> um, I quit smoking uniquely enough uh, in the late twenties. But um, I never smoked. What's my fucking problem? That's not fair. It's funny. I reflect back on it, and I think about all the smoke dim bars that we were dragged into. I mean, I remember being dragged into bars as young as like five, six years old, and I now think back on it and I'm kind of grateful that the smoke was up here and I was <laughs> down here because <laughs> a lot of my cousins were a lot taller than me and they have asthma <laughs> and they totally blame their parents for being smokers and they're really like they're very upset with them. They think that that's the reason I personally think it's because they grew up in London. <laughs> there you go. It's the London air. <laughs> My mother used to send us to the groceries to the store down the street with a written little note that said, you know, basically something like, please sell Milo a pack of cigarettes. It's for me, his mother, you know, does something like that. Because how could that be forged? Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, like, stores know, were like, oh, well, he's got a note. I had to do that for my mom for Valium. And, you know, I mean, like, I should have done that for I? my mom for Valium and just slipped them to her. It should have been more tolerable. <laughs> well, that, that's socially unacceptable today, isn't it? To have, be a, a, you know, one of those barbiturate addicts that they were in the 70s, that doctors pushed Valium on people. Or even what I said before, too, about the London air. Look at like coal burning. That's very socially unacceptable today. People get that's upset about, is it though? <laughs> <laughs> or is it just like what we talked about, like the, the ozone thing? Like, it's always a topic of climate change, no matter what. But it's just a re, re it's a rebranding of it. It was ozone layer in my day. Well, so the they 80s. fixed the, the here's the thing. They solved the problem. We talked about this. Yeah. So, so listener, they, they, they fixed the ozone. It, no. It's getting, it's, it is getting better. And they've shown this because somehow there was this uh, political will to actually ban chlorofluorocarbons and um, the freon that goes into air conditioning systems. Aquanet. Aquanet. Yeah, Aquanet. Socially unacceptable today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big hair 80s, socially unacceptable. I got, I, by the way, I got to give a shout out to Haru for that because Haru this morning was trying to prep me for this podcast and her being a millennial, she jumped online to do research of things that were happening in the 80s. And the first thing out of her mouth to me was big hair. That's not socially acceptable today. Which I support. Okay, how about this one? <laughs> Sports teams named Indians, Redskins, Chiefs, that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, it's like Washington. Uh, they changed their name yeah, yeah. to the Washington, what are they, Sentinels now? Or Washington, I don't know what the heck they're called now. I don't know, but yeah. Think about like that, like... As we've discussed, I my uh, my family is Native American or Indian, whatever, right? And I remember growing up, we'd always be like, okay, we're heading out to the Indian reservation or, you know, we were, the family referred to themselves as Indians. And it's only been recently people are starting to say like Native American, but I don't know anyone in my family who gets offended at being referred to Indian. I'd imagine people from India are more offended because it's like, hey, we're Indian you're not Indian, you're Native American kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like my mom. My mom's deeply offended when someone says they're Irish when they're <laughs> like five generations removed. That <laughs> she, one kind of offends me too, actually, and I'm not even Irish. 
I'm, I'm like, seriously, like half of people, 90% of the people in the U.S. are like, I'm Irish. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> if there's a sense of, uh, I don't know, um, solidarity in finding, identifying, identifying, you know, culture or ethnicity to their background and they identify with it, then I, I don't think there's anything really terribly wrong with that. This one actually kind of leads to another similar subject, which is cultural appropriation. Well, like you could go for a Halloween costume, you could dress up in like, you know, Hollywood style, Native American garb, like this kind of stuff. And people will be like, that's cultural appropriation. What, what about the, the tobacco Indian? Remember the tobacco Indian? That was in front of stores. And there was the whole yeah. Seinfeld episode about the Indian. And remember, he said that that was, you know, wrong and it was racist and he stole the Indian. In uh, the TV series Cheers, I think there's uh, Indian. I think it's actually like uh, a specific one too, like, you know, one of the famous chiefs running bowl or sitting bowl or, you know, one of those. I can't remember which one. And people have commented about Cheers being you know, not watchable now because there's just this Indian, but I'm, no, I'm talking about like people, like how you could occasionally dress Rastafarian or whatever, if you wanted to. And now you can't, not that I ever would, but you know. Yeah. I can't dress up as an Hasidic Jew, but I can dress up as Dolly Parton. No problem. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it too. Matter of fact, they don't even look at the Dolly Parton as a costume. They think that's me. Yeah. That, that wasn't like, socially you acceptable. Your hair out. I mean, think about that. What about the reverse of your question? What 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 is socially acceptable today that would be socially unacceptable in uh, in the eighties? And I think yeah, dressing in dresses was very socially unacceptable. Mm. You know, like cross dressing or transgender or any of that. None of that was acceptable. And nowadays, people don't even question it. You know, like yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff now that's better. You know, or but we're talking about things that were then and me, me that's a subject for another episode i think <laughs> well i think it has a, it has a nice dichotomy though you know like no, it the, is true. there is this evolution to the world and how we shift and we change and what becomes acceptable and what isn't acceptable and i guess to be clear to the listener we're not necessarily saying that this is a good or bad thing right we're just saying these are things right i i would say a lot of these things existed yeah, existed and are justifiably no longer acceptable kind of thing in many cases, like uh, spanking kids, right? Oh, Did you ever get man. spanked as a kid? I got spanked a lot and I got spanked in school. Did you ever get spanked in school? I got proper beat. <laughs> yeah, well, besides the proper beating that certain parents mm. did to certain kids, I'm talking about just in general that it was acceptable to spank children. Like I remember yeah. I in grade school, I maybe third or fourth grade, third grade maybe, I threw a snowball and hit another kid with a snowball and I got spanked for it. My, like they took me into the principal's office and spanked me. Who spanked you? The principal. The principal? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was what, socially acceptable. Roughly what year was that? That was that was eighties? It was in the eighties, yeah. I don't remember the exact year. And of course my wow. parents spanked me all I the mean, time. I had a PE teacher uh, slap me. I remember that because I didn't want to do what he wanted me to do. And then the principal or assistant principal, he really tried to smooth things over. <laughs> you know, like, 
<laughs> and I was like, I was really threatening about the whole damn thing. But yeah, he, he tried to, you know, kind of glaze it over that uh, I didn't get hit. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're misunderstanding the situation. <laughs> Nowadays, like, it, that would be socially unacceptable. Yeah, like, absolutely. Or at home. I mean, I think back on some people that I grew up with that were really heavily abused in the 80s. I'm glad that for one has changed a bit, you know, like, I mean, you still see it, it just kind of shape shifted, but like, um, it's, it's not it's as prevalent. Cool that, like, yeah, yeah, it's cool that at least school systems took a, a kind of a forefront approach to doing all of that and stopping all of that. But at the same time, it makes you wonder, though, by not being a bit hardened or having that air of looming threat over you of physical violence, which I think is psychologically in and of its own right problematic. I think there's also the issue of like, does it create an air of people that are incapable of doing anything at all? Well, because there's the balance aspect of it, right? Of disciplining, but not disciplining too much. Disp I don't know. That's, that's again, another subject. <laughs> Let's stay on hand here. We only got 30 minutes, Andrew, and we got a, we got a long list to go through. All right. So, one thing that when you prompted me about this um, this talk, I immediately, my mind jumped to Archie Bunker and everything Archie Bunker ever said. That was the 70s. As being very... No, Archie was in the 80s. I think Archie was I'm the 70s. I'm pretty sure he was the 80s. Uh, let's I'm take a look I'm pretty sure here. he was the 80s. That was, uh, what was that, All in the Family? Was that the name of the show? Yeah, All in the Family. 1971 to 1979. You were watching was reruns really? in the 80s, buddy. I guess I'm older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling you that. <laughs> no, I I wasn't watching reruns. I know I was watching the lot because my, my <laughs> mom and dad loved the show. Uh, they really did love the show. Well, I mean, in all honesty, a lot of the crap that he would say, though, you would still like hear into the 80s. I, I don't think I really felt like there was a shift in um, in bigotry until maybe like mid 90s. Like the Clinton administration, I remember there was a shift in the way society thought about people and they wanted equal rights. They wanted fair. They wanted... You know, they wanted atrocities and crimes against other people stopped. I thought, you know, I saw more of it, at least in the early 90s. But yeah, I think the crap that Archie Bunker used to say, Jesus, that just seemed to Well, the thing with him, too, what was nice about that show, and I don't think he gets credit for it because people are like, oh, well, he's so offensive, we can't watch. But that was the point of the show, was to call that out and say, this is our society. Yeah. And by broadcasting it on television it helped influence the change in behavior. Here's one on, on my list that you might have an opinion on as a veterinarian, uh, animal testing. Um, for that, for animal testing, yeah, I think it did very much run rampant right into the 90s even. Still to this day, there is a level of animal testing that still exists. Um, oh, they have to through a lot of hoops to get to it. On the one end of the spectrum as a scientist, I do think it kind of sucks, but truth be told, there is probably a level of science now that you don't need the animal and it's okay. I'm really, I'm a little hesitant to say it, 
just because like I get a little scared because here's the thing. Yeah, COVID testing. So like the, the COVID vaccine rather being tested on people. Um, that's kind of what we all were actually is, is we became a guinea pig for, you know, a vaccine. Um, yeah, but and, the technology you know, I, I guess you... that went behind the vaccine creation has been being you know, researched and tested and experimented on since roughly the 80s. Actually. It's still slightly on the unknown scary level, though, yeah. like coming at to you from a science point of view, it's still there that it kind of is like, I don't know, because like I know the dog died because we did this, you know, and you knew or whatever the rat died or and you knew that that chemical compound was wrong what about like makeup companies right that throw mascara you know on an animal that's to wrong. like see what it does that kind of stuff yeah that's wrong on a number of different levels i i think yeah, yeah. that that was the big thing in the 80s wasn't it that it kind of started to trickle out that those industries were the ones that were doing the most to animals and hurting them yeah. um, but i mean wasn't PETA's evolution in the 80s? Yeah, because of stuff like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, because I can acknowledge a level of, like, medical animal testing, right? Like, I mean, vaccines, like you said, vaccines and other things that are thanks to animal testing. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard balance of what's justified. It is. I think that's true. I think that's, um, it's an unfortunate byproduct of what was the 80s, unfortunately. It's good that we did all that animal testing in the 80s. It's, it's, it sucks that the animals were tortured in a way, but there wasn't really any other way to advance where we are today. Does it need to happen today? No. Do I think that you should still be killing whales to eat whale meat? No. Do I, you know, like I, I think PETA and everything they stand for, for a lot of different directions is the right thing. But I do think that what happened in the 80s did ultimately help us. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like you pointed out, the makeup companies, it helped them financially. Like a lot of yeah. people reaped benefits off of it. Yeah, true. exactly. Uh, well, and that kind of leads to like circus animals. Most circuses have kind of gone out of business because people don't want to see lions and elephants treated like that. SeaWorld isn't quite what it used to be. Fuck those fuckers. Yeah. I remember going <laughs> on a trip to the Caribbean and like swimming with dolphins and not realizing that like, you know, these were captive dolphins that didn't really have much say in their life. Whereas now I'd be like, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. So it is a change. Yeah, I mean, like, look at the people that go to Thailand just to like, you know, sit on a chained up elephant. And know, that's the or, thing. Uh, hang out with the such intelligent animals. And, and it, totally. Cause I did that too. When I was in Thailand, I did an elephant ride and I didn't know how abused the animals are in order to get them to behave like that, that we don't see that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Or uh, do you know about that thing? Uh, there's another one there. I think it's in, it's in India, maybe it's with um, Bengal tigers where they sedate them. So you can go up and pet them. That's crazy. Like it to is. me, I think I, there was actually a video the other day of, um, uh, there's this guy that I follow, a shout out. He's called The Real Tarzan. And um, interesting, interesting guy, like in all the stuff he does in animal stuff. He does a lot of exotic, crazy creatures and things. And like he posted something the other day of these people that hunted and killed 
this massive crocodile and they were doing you know the typical stupid trophy photo shots you know with it and you see that kind of shit and it's like i don't understand that mentality in humanity to want to kill something off you know like that and feel great about it that you're taking pictures of it and stuff well it's like when i was in uh, zimbabwe we were they were talking about like these agencies that they raise lions in captivity and you know have them out on these like ranges so that hunters can fly over and kill one and it's like hey you're not really killing a wild one too it was raised to be killed i i understand the balance that financially the money that brings to the area like like zimbabwe's like 80% unemployment right they need the money but to raise an animal i don't know it, it's it's a, it's a larger debate let's move on then how about something more fun like comedy movies think of like comedy movies from the 80s and 90s especially the 80s to where like behavior in men would now be considered stalking and like sex jokes or um i think i know blazing saddles was made in the 70s but like those types of movies like i don't think a lot of john hughes movies would be allowed now the donger 16 candles that's what i'm saying you know look how racist they were towards the donger exactly asian exchange student goes amok <laughs> the thing with that one though kind of irritates me because there's no good comedies out anymore because of that because i think one thing that makes comedy good is that it's kind of a bit offensive you know i mean there's a balance again but still you just had me thinking though about like cinema at that point do you, do you know like i'm trying to think about movies but i do vaguely remember there was this theme song for exchange students that came from someplace in the world. And for some reason, because they set foot in America in their teenage years, it gave them license to like unwield all holy hell of drinking and drug use and, and everything else. So like, uh, I remember we had this, what was his name? Uh, I think his name was Pedro. He was a Mexican exchange student. Oh my God, you could always, Pedro was probably the most craziest drug using alcoholic I had ever seen in my life. And it was, it was nothing to do with his family. Like back home, a uh, very upright Catholic type of upbringing, not drinkers, you know, like. It it's was his like opportunity a, to I, get I out and go wild. Yeah, like, like Rumspringer or something for Amish people. Like, and like, but I remember classically, every exchange student I ever met was like this. Like they just unleashed it. Nowadays, I, I would say, I would hope that um, that would be deemed socially unacceptable, that you're coming to, you know, study at this school, not to get fucking wasted. You're coming here to kind of better your life. <laughs> A little different from movies, but yeah, yeah. Porkies. <laughs> ah, the porkies, scene in Porkies wow. where they're looking into the girl's locker room and the guy sticks his penis through the hole. Like, there's no way that would get made in a movie nowadays. Revenge it was, however, the inception of the glory hole. That was the first glory hole ever ever publicized. Actually. Do you have a lot of experiences um, with the glory hole, Andrew? Which side of the glory um, hole were you on? You've got a hole, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on my list here? Walking people to the gate at the airports. Oh, uh, that was kind of cool, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember being nice. walked to the gate as a kid when we went to visit our grandparents once. 
your plane would land and you'd get off and right there would be the people waiting for you instead of having to go through a security or, or, you know, immigration or whatever. And with a child, you have to pay for it. And they come and collect the child from the ticket desk and they take the child all the way through, seat them on the plane, all that jazz. And then they do the same on the way off and they have to go through customs or whatever. That's what they do. I think for international flights, somebody has to fly with them. I can't, or maybe not. I can't remember. Test but, um, it out. Let's send your kids somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar, you're going to China. Yep. Just so we can <laughs> test the system out. You know he's not going to want to go. He's going to, come on, it's the weekend. I want to just stay home and chill. Just tell him <laughs> there's a charger in his seat for his video game <laughs> yeah. system. And plenty of movies on the screen in front of him. He'll be fine. Uh, that child is like, no, he de- he definitely knows how to travel in style. <laughs> yeah. Anything else on your list here, Andrew? Um, yeah. I Socially unacceptable things. Hmm? You, you know, the, the whole argument, like, I think we were talking about yesterday too. It's it's because of the way you dress. Do you think that got started in the 80s, though, that women actually provocatively dressed on purpose to elicit uh, sexual responses? Yeah, that's a hard one, uh, especially looking at it from a guy's point of view. (laughs) Don't hashtag cancel me, women. But I think that started more in the 60s with with, you know, women's liberation movement, Um, you know, burning your bras and all that kind of stuff, I think started more in the 60s. I don't know. People dressed in general so terribly in the 80s, men and women. It's hard to say. But it is kind of weird, though, because I think, was it you that mentioned this? Somebody mentioned this the other day, and it might have been you, how like we can't (laughs) objectify women anymore, but it is okay for women to objectify men. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, that's true. I, I experienced that a lot in my workplace environment because the majority are women. And I will always note that um, there'll be a woman that objectifies a man in some shape or form, um, whether it be a celebrity or whatever. Um, I've even seen uh, publicly on social media, you know, like, I don't know, some fire department will release their studs of the year calendar or whatever, you know, and they'll, they'll just, you know, make comments, you know, they'll make lewd comments, no different than the way men used to do it in the eighties with women, you know, like, um, you can't say bodacious tatas anymore, you know, <laughs> that's totally unacceptable, you know, like, but yet women, if a woman was to say that in some shape or form, you know, like your pecs are lovely, I'd like to bounce my tits on them or something, you know, Which of those most men would be like a quarter, you know, isn't that, wasn't that? The yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, something like that. Right. And like, you know, but most men would look at that saying, oh, that's fine. You can say that. Yeah, go on. You know, that's okay. Like a compliment. Thank and like, you. yeah, like even if like, uh, I, I, even if like somebody was looking at that whole fireman thing and these women were making comments like that, it, it seems like for a male perspective, looking at it, it's socially acceptable presently that it's okay. I don't find it socially acceptable either way, because I've always been of the affront that if you want equality, well, then that's a two way street. You know, like, for example, um, in my job, for example, when I was coming up in school, I remember a big 80 kilo uh, or 80, like, what is it, 160 pound uh, Rottweiler was wheeled out of surgery and these two nurses, females, 
We're like, oh, we have two fine strapping young lads here. You guys can lift the dog. I was like, go fuck yourself. I'm going on lunch. You're fucking getting paid. I'm a student. And how dare you fucking think that I should move it because I'm male. You know, like, I don't give a shit. I mean, my old boss used to say that men are just inherently bigger and stronger than women. Okay, I don't disagree with that statement. That's true. And I get where that kind of creates a problem in equality. But look, if we're going to strive for equality, well, then you shouldn't be able to objectify me uh, unless I have my, you know, you have my consent. Unless you're wearing a short skirt showing your ass crack and your G string and, you know, a tube top kind of thing, then, then we can objectify you, Andrew. If I'm, if I'm at the glory hole, you're, you're free to use your words. (laughs) All right. Uh, We should probably wrap it up here. To reiterate, listeners, we're not necessarily coming down on the side of either of these things. So don't start a writing campaign to your local senator to get us banned from. These were wherever. just things that happened. Yeah, we're they just were things commenting. that just happened. Yeah, yeah. And we're not su- saying we support or do not support any of them. Comment in below and tell us your thoughts about it. You know, let us know what you thought of the 80s and and like how that went down for you. Or even if you're not of a child of the 80s, then perhaps maybe you have an opinion of people you know from the 80s. Or, I mean, like, I think plenty of us grew up around people that, you know, were either a product of the 80s in some shape or form that you can easily probably comment on. So go on, comment below and let us know how you feel about the 80s. Yep. Socially unacceptable person, but pretty darn good vet. There you go. That's a plug for you, Andrew. Not a doctor, though. Not <laughs> but not a, a doctor. doctor. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Just a vet. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, just like everything we listed, we're out of here because we're also not socially acceptable anymore.